Does your writing feel more like spinning your wheels than making any actual progress towards your goals? Are you not even quite sure what your writing goals are? If that's you, you're not alone and you're in the right place. My name is Amy Simon, and this is the Purposeful Pen Podcast, where we uncover how to build a writing life that brings joy to us, glory to God, and benefit to others. This episode is part of a series called The Journey to Clarity. I've interviewed a variety of Christian writers who have a clear idea of who they write for and what exactly they have to offer that reader. Many times, as we're working through that process for ourselves, it seems like it should be a clear, straight path. Shouldn't we just know one day who we're writing for? Maybe you don't have a clear idea of who that reader is, you aren't sure how to get there, and you feel like you just must be doing it wrong. I want to assure you that you're not doing it wrong, it just isn't usually a straight, clear path. In these episodes, these writers share their own journeys of how they found that clarity. And in most cases, it didn't come as a lightning flash or an email from God. It was a winding process with detours along the way. So I hope these stories will encourage you. Well, hello and welcome to the Purposeful Pen Podcast. Um, This week, I have another friend, Melissa Smith, with me to talk about her journey of how she came to know who she was writing for and what she has to offer that reader. So hello, Melissa, and thank you very much for being here. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for asking me, Amy. Oh, my pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What, where are you at in the world? Um, yeah. What does life look like for you? Yeah, so I'm a North Georgia girl who lives in Texas, but hopes to one day live in the Colorado mountains. So, you know, you just follow the paths that God takes you on. So my husband and I, I've been married 23 years. We have two kids in college and we're homeschooling our youngest who's going into eighth grade. So, you know, lots of text smacks and sweet to you over here and figuring out how to make space to write in between <laughs> all the busy things. I understand. I understand. <laughs> you think that once your kids get older, it, you have more time and in a lot of ways you do. Yeah. Because I'm in the same season of life that you are, but it's, it's just different. It is. That's what I always say. It doesn't get easier. It gets different. And it, this yep. is definitely a different season. It's good. It's great, but it's definitely different. So who do you now write for and what is the message that you offer them? Yeah, so it was so much fun because I know the answer to that. But when I was preparing for this podcast, I sat down and it's just good practice, right? To write it down again. And so I wondered as I wrote it down, has anything changed? And no, but it's a little bit more more clear. But I write for Christian women who long to pursue their creative dreams and the everyday routine of life. So I mainly work with writers, but I offer encouragement and resources through coaching and articles to help those women balance soul care and wise practice so that they can build a life of beauty and purpose. Those are my people. Excellent. Those are your people. Very good. So how did you get there? Like, when did you start writing? (laughs) And you don't just write, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Elaborate. Yeah. So it's so much fun. I'm, I'm not embarrassed at how old I am. So I'm 46 years old and I feel like the journey has been 
you know, meandering. As I said earlier, I wish I lived and hope I live one day on the mountains in Colorado. But when you are exploring the mountains, right, it, you, there's not a straight shot from the bottom of the mountain to the top. And I feel like that's the way it has been for my writing life, too. I've written since I was a young girl, but it was, you know, funny little short stories and poetry and teenage angst and a journal. And, you know, there was some dabbling with being an editor of a yearbook and, a, you know, being on the you know, literary magazine in college. So words and writing have always been very much a part of who I am. It's how I process the world. It's how I express, you know, how God is at work in my life. Um, but as an adult, writing showed up as blogging as a way to scrapbook my life. As I was raising our kids, I actually had like a blog spot blog, but it was, I set it to private, nobody read it. <laughs> and then at the end of each year, I would, uh, there was a company that would print the blog into like a, a printed book and I would get it printed. And that's really, it was like a family photo album, but it had words too. Um, it didn't necessarily occur to me to write for a reader until much later. Uh, but that came through life experiences. I did a lot of women's ministry, leading and teaching Bible studies and homeschooling our kids. And I found that I was writing a lot for those things. I was writing things for my children, discipleship things, and sometimes curriculum. And I was writing things for the women's ministries that I was involved in. And that was probably the first time that I started to realize that, oh, you know, these words can be for somebody else, not just for me to process the world or to have a scrapbook of our family's life. I, I might could actually write to help somebody. Um, and then let's see. So I think around 2016, I had a friend that suggested, well, hey, you know, your words are really impacting people as you're speaking them. And as you're doing things in women's ministry, have you thought about doing a an actual blog and I had not, but I started to do that. And, you know, <laughs> I still, I look back at that and a lot of that was still a lot of processing. It was for a reader, but I think I was still figuring out how God was at work through those words. And I don't know that I knew who my audience was. I just was writing about life and God and Joy is a theme that shows up in my life and my writing all the way through. So I wrote about joy a lot. But when I began blogging, there was a lot of really difficult things in my life, too. So I was writing it about the intersection of joy and suffering. And so that ended up looking like a lot of different things. <laughs> so I definitely did not have a clear audience <laughs> at that point. That's okay. And you know, there's yes. such a place for experimenting. Yes. And trying things. And yes. I know maybe it's just me. I'm a very future looking person. Like, yes. okay, what are we trying to accomplish? But there's so much that's accomplished in the journey itself. I mean, yeah. through all of those different things, you were still right. serving people. You were growing yourself. Right. You were yeah. processing life. You were, um, you know, it's not that that time is wasted until you find yeah. the thing until you reach the, I mean, are you at the top of the mountain now? No, <laughs> I definitely am not. Down, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. And that's the fun of it too, is I, 
I really believe I'm super clear on my reader right now in this season of my life, but I hold that open-handed knowing that as I progress as a writer, as I progress with God, it is very likely that that message may change and, and I'm okay with that, but that's who it is for right now. And um, it's interesting. There's, there's many places where I, you know, I wanted to jump off the mountain. I was like, maybe I don't need to blog and maybe this message isn't clear. And I, but I couldn't ever get away from words. And at this point I tell people, I, I've realized I really am a speaker who writes. I love to teach. I love to coach. You know, I love that one-on-one -on -one interaction with people. Um, I write to get to those messages. I tell my clients, you often have to write to clarity. You, you may not know what your message is right now, but the more that you write it, the clearer you're going to get. And that's what happened to me. So, um, to go back to the question you asked, how did I get where I am now? It was the intersection of a lot of things. It was the intersection of experience. I'm a teacher by training. Uh, that's what I went to college for an English teacher and then, you know, women's ministry and teaching and discipleship in that space. And then I joined a writing group back in 2018 and I began to serve writers through that group. I began leading groups of writers and having discussions and, and that became the sweet spot. It was where I could bring all of the experience that I had lived up till that point and all of this joy that I had in communicating truth through words. And I could serve this really specific person, this person who wanted to steward a message, who was a writer, who loved God, but they didn't know how to incorporate that into their daily life. They're not necessarily a full-time writer. They're a stay-at-home mom or they won't work full-time, but they believe they have a message that needs to be stewarded into the world. And so since then, since about 2018, that's where I've landed is that intersection of my love of, you know, coaching and teaching and this love for creative people. So you did touch on that. I'm not just a writer. I love watercolor painting. I love photography. I love anything creative. I just, I'll dabble in anything. I was joking with my husband the other day. I was like, I'm a dabbler. And I discovered that there's these art classes I can take downtown Houston in the fall and I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to take a pottery throwing class. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> and that's what I want to encourage people with is and live it with joy, but also flexibility, knowing that it might change. <laughs> exactly. And I love it that this whole thing looks different for everybody. Right. Yes. I think right. we can have in our heads that there is one way that a writer looks or a creative yes. looks. And if I'm going to be a writer, then this is what I have to do. I have to be on right. social media. I have to do blogs. Yep. And then at the end, I need to write a book. Well, that may be, and there's nothing wrong with yeah, that, but there's absolutely. lots of ways we are, we are multifaceted people. Right. Um, and I love how you've incorporated, you know, like your other artistic enjoyments. I mean, because you, you do some in-person workshops that include I do. What, what sort of, what does that look like? Sure. Yeah. So we have, I have a group that meets once a month here called the Creative Collective, and it's women who want to pursue their creative interests. There's women in there who crochet, there's one that cooks, you know, there's one that she came and said, I don't think I'm really all that creative, but as I've been talking to you guys, I realized that I really love building with Lego. Like I love as an adult, these, you know, really complicated 
Lego sets. And so we well, we combine that spiritual connection of here's a spiritual truth, but how do we work that out into real life? And then we'll have some fun, creative project that illustrates that truth. And so we just meet once a month. It's super fun. It's it's the merging of all the things I love, right? It's creativity, it's people, it's God, and it's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I love how you, you found, like you said, it's the intersection of all these different things yes. of your own experience, experiences, plural, yes. you know, through homeschooling and teaching and, and right. all the different things and um, <clears throat> your, the things that you enjoy and that you're passionate about. Right. And um, you found the, the thread yes. that leads through <laughs> all of that, right? Right. Yes. To figure out how they can all fit together. I mean, yeah. I've known you to teach classes about even like personal organization and project management right. and that yeah. whole side of it. How, does that yeah. fit into somehow? Yeah, it absolutely does. So the woman I serve is creative and most of them are writers, but they don't know how necessarily to fit that into their everyday life. Right. So that does look like some practical things like what does a routine look like? How do I prioritize my schedule? How do I how do I figure out how to write this book that I want to write while I'm homeschooling my kids and running to soccer practices all the time? So that um, wise practice part of it, that what does it practically look like to do these things um, is a big part of where I've landed. And it's funny, I would never have, you know, 10 years ago, if someone had said, what are you going to be doing? You know, are you going to be a writer? Are you going to be a coach in your 40s? I would have said no. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have seen that coming. Um, but what I want to say to that too, Amy, for your listeners is that is where I serve a reader is that creative woman who wants to write or paint, but she also is doing all of these other things. How does she balance that? But I still write lots of other stuff too. I just do it in different places. And I think that's the thing too. It's okay if you have multiple messages, but they may not all be on your website. Right. So I do guest submissions for other places and write in in different places. I write a newsletter for my church. You know, that's a completely different audience because I can't help but write. You know, I love the words. And so on my website, I'm super clear about who I'm writing for. But I write other messages other places because those are a big part of who I am, too. Absolutely. And I was just. I was interviewing somebody else recently too. And we were talking about this same sort of thing that it is okay to have multiple messages or right. even a similar message, but slightly different audience. Absolutely. Um, and, but one of the things that's helpful is knowing where to put those messages so that exactly. it's not confusing. Cause the point yes. is that it makes sense and it's clear. Right. And so you're saying yes. you're clear on your website this right. is what the website's for. This is who this is for. And this is what we talk about here. But then you're clear in your other places. Right. Where you put those things. Like I found sure. that most of my, my Instagram was all writers, you know, because yeah. I was writing to, for writers and also writing for right. people who are just Christians who are not writers. And Instagram was just where the writers were showing up. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, we'll just talk to writers on, on Instagram and on the podcast. Um, but my other people, spiritual formation people were showing up in email. So I focused, yeah. you know, and so to know yes, exactly those different people are and right. where those different messages belong 
as long as yeah. we're clear. Yeah, it's super, it's super helpful to do that. I mean, I wrote several articles at one point about special needs for a homeschooling organization. Okay, I'm not going to put that on my website, right? Those are not the people that are showing up there. They don't, they don't want to know that message. <laughs> so that doesn't make sense for me to put that there. But, but because my audience is a faith-based audience, it is okay for me to put specific encouragement, devotional style that is geared toward these creative women and how to steward that creativity and steward their messages. Um, that's going to serve them but it's not going to serve that special needs homeschooling community, right? So I'm not going to submit an article to them on that topic. So yes, you're right. Knowing who you're writing for really clarifies your yes and your no. What do I say yes to? What do I say no to? Where does this message go and who does it serve? It might be something that you're passionate about and enjoy, right. but it just doesn't necessarily fit, you know, your website or... right something yeah, else. So exactly. So many times, not always, but many times we find that our, who our reader is, is kind of like us from a few years back. <laughs> yes. Is that true in your case? Yeah, for sure. Because like we've already discussed, I, I am super creative and I'm definitely a dabbler. So when my kids were really young, my oldest two children are 14 months apart, and then we had another child. And so we were homeschooling, and that was how I spent all of my time. I love to be creative, to write, but there wasn't as much time to figure that out, right? But that, that worked its way out in other ways. It worked its way out in what I was creating for my children. It worked its way out in photography, when we're at the park doing a math lesson, I'm taking pictures of all of the things and I'm journaling about that and I'm working that out. And so a lot of, I mean, the woman I'm writing to now is me, you know, a few years ago when I really was wanting to write for a reader and create a website and, you know, build a business, but I had no idea how to do it. How am I going to work this into my schedule? Where do I even start? How do I prioritize this? And then that question that we don't like to ask is, is it okay for me to prioritize this? Do this I selfish? prioritize this? Do yeah. I prioritize it? Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, you know, God in his mercy <laughs> allowed me to work all of things, those things out. And I'm still working them out. I certainly don't have that, you know, perfected, but yes, I'm definitely writing to, to the younger me. I mean, my framedandjoy.com is my website and it has been my website for a long time, but there have been so many mutations of that website, Amy. It has looked very different. It has talked about different things. I've had to back it up multiple times and I keep all the articles, but I deleted a lot of them because they don't serve my current reader. And so I've had to change it over time because That's I've changed. Okay. And it's okay. That's right. <laughs> it's totally okay. And it's okay, but it's hard. I mean, I'm sure you've done that too. And so all the, you know, writers who are listening, it is hard because we've invested words and, and we care about those messages. And while they may not serve our current reader, we care about those messages. And so it's hard to say, no, this doesn't serve my current reader. I'm going to delete this, but, but here's the thing you keep it. And it is part of your story and it's part of how you got to where you are and it's a part of who you are. And so even though it doesn't live on your website, it's not lost. It's, it's part of how you got to where you are. And 
that was a fight for me to realize that and to let go of those older messages, you know, and say, this is okay. I can set this aside. That was part of the journey, but it's, it's not what I need in my backpack on the mountain anymore. <laughs> I need, I need some different supplies moving forward. Definitely. And, and I think, because I'm like the, oh, well, what does this look like to everybody else though? Right. Like I keep, you know, like multiple personalities changing my website all the time. Yes. Like, well, there probably aren't enough, especially early on in the journey. Like there generally aren't enough people paying attention to even notice that right. you've changed yeah. your website or, you know, you tweak it gradually and then yeah, it's all fine. It's all okay. It is fine. And, and, but that is a part of it. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, when I did really pivot toward creative women and toward writers. I have a, a newsletter that I send out monthly and my newsletter shifted to, and I had people unsubscribe and that hurts, you know, when you see that happen, but, but that's also okay too, because if you're not really serving them, it's, it's okay. It's okay for them to move on. <laughs> they need to move on and you need to move on and that's okay. Um, but that is hard. That transition into your message, is awkward for you. <laughs> it's awkward for the writer because you are seeing those shifts and changes and people drop off or, you know, is anybody actually reading my words? You know, we have that fear. And, you know, I, I think your question about, you know, are, are we writing to younger us? Yes, we are. And I always, you know, I coach my clients, even if the only person it matters to is you, it's worth writing because it's it's forming who you are as a writer and so it's okay if you don't immediately get feedback on your message it's part of who you are which is going to inform how you serve your readers moving forward and that's okay definitely so we've talked about this some but how have you found it helpful to know exactly who you're writing for i mean we we said well yeah. it helps to know where you're going to put it but yes. even in how you write and, and things yeah. like that, like how does knowing that who that person is, like, do you have a specific, is it a real person that you have, or is it like an avatar? It's more like an avatar, um, but it it's helped me get really focused and really clear when I sit down to write. I have ideas. I'm one of these people that has ideas all the time. I mean, just <laughs> an idea generator. So I've created, I use Trello. And so in Trello, I dump all of my ideas. And then when I come back to them, I've got categories for my, my current ideal reader. And so I will look at those categories and say, does this idea fit any of these categories? And if the answer is no, then it might be an idea that I, I tease out somewhere else on the internet or I write for myself privately, but it's not going to work its way onto my website and it's not going to work its way onto Instagram. It's, it's going to live somewhere else or it's going to die a quiet death on my computer. And, and that's okay too, because not every idea needs to make it out into the light. That, that's okay. Um, but yeah, having a specific reader has really helped me focus a lot more, especially when I've taken a break from writing. So this spring I took a break. Life was really busy. I didn't have a lot of ideas. I was tired and I'm coming back to that now. And that transition back to creative and back to work is easier when you have a clear message because you can pick up where you left off a lot easier because you know who you're writing to. You know, there's like, it's like guardrails on the road, right? It keeps you on track and it's less distracting, which is helpful. 
that's a neat point that it's it's makes it a shorter on ramp to get back into things yeah. after a break when you you can just jump back right into okay what does this reader need right now yeah absolutely and for them yeah and not to oversimplify but at the end of the day if you're really clear on your reader you really have a handful of core messages right that you're you're saying in different ways and you're recycling and you're you're drawing out and looking at from different perspectives. And so it it makes it a much smaller pool to swim in, which makes it a lot easier. Absolutely. So where can people find you? What are all the things that you do? I know you coach, you have courses. What, yes. what are all the things? Yeah, so the easiest way to find me is my website or Instagram. I You can find me framed in joy. Um, all of the places. So I'm not super active on Facebook, but Instagram and my website are framedinjoy.com. I do individual coaching and group coaching for writers and creatives. I do have an online course called A Routine Creative Life, and it's very practical. It's just about the intersection of your life with God, your creativity, and your everyday life. What does it look like to actually begin to pursue this dream that you have <laughs> to be a writer or to be creative. And um, yes, and, and then I write. So I have articles on my website and you will see the intersection of watercolor and photography on my Instagram too. I like to weave those things in there. So that's where you can find me. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story. And I, I love the freedom that your story brings to this whole thing that, you know, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to switch yeah. gears. It's okay to try things. It's okay to never publish this or that or the other thing. Yes. It's all just okay. It's, it's okay. <laughs> just keep writing. That's the message, keep right? It's just keep writing. You can write yourself to clarity and it's going to be okay. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, I will put all the links to all the things in the show notes so people can find you if they're interested. That sounds great. Offer. So thanks a bunch. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it helpful in your writing journey. Please take a look at the show notes for links and resources that were mentioned in the episode. I would love to continue the conversation with you on Instagram. You can follow me there at Amy Simon Writer. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear about it. And you can help the podcast grow by subscribing and sharing it with others who might benefit as well. May you build a writing life that brings joy to you, glory to God, and benefit to others.